0: Welcome back to the Suraj Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how Vidichan, the great warrior of Guru Hargobind, took out Green Baksh, the youngest son of the main commander, Abdul Khan. When he found out, Abdul Khan, he just dropped to the ground in tears. Chapter 40 now begins describing how he was just drowning in grief, crying greatly. He was regretting that moment when he decided to mount up so quickly without thinking this through against Guru Hargobind. When he saw that his forces weren't fighting anymore, how they had separated themselves from the Sikhs at some distance, at that time only a few people were shooting out their rifles. He saw how the battlefield was a wasteland now, he was in shock. At that point, both the Qatari's Ratanjand and Karamjand came toward that direction, these two who had caused the entire conflict, getting everybody to mount up, but they were afraid of Abdul Khan, so they stayed at some distance from him. Such a large number of forces had been killed only a few remained alive. Abdul Khan was crying for some time, but eventually he began to think. I am the support of the entire army here. This will be known now that I lost against the Guru. Shah Jahan is going to hear this and kick me out of his court. How will I remain in my position where I eat and live so well? My great strong warrior kids have now died. My life is cursed at this point. If I capture or kill Guru Hargaban, only then do I see a good life for me. Otherwise, I might as well go along with my kids into the afterlife. It's not proper for me to stop fighting at this point. If I do, then I'll be denounced by the Emperor. Slander about me will spread across the entire world. Compared to that type of life, death is better. So Khan was thinking this while drying his tears, looking at the empty battlefield. There was only about 30 minutes, half an hour left in the day before it got dark, before the sunset. Without fighting, the night will come and it will be difficult, he's thinking. What will happen after that? Maybe it won't be possible to fight. He's thinking all the commanders, the five initial ones who I sent, they're dead. My two sons, now they're dead. Maybe I should just give my life. Me, who has no good army now, who has nobody in front of him, only I am left. Should I kill or be killed? Between the two options here, living on is not one. So Abdul Khan then. He looked over and he saw, he knew that the two katharis were still alive. So in great anger, he called them over, saying, Curse you guys a hundred times over. You have not gone face on with the Guru. You are the reason my five generals and my two sons are now dead in the battlefield. You cowards were going here and there on the battlefield, not taking weapons, striking others, or even defending yourself against other strikes. In the court, you made up all this talk and creating this conflict. You've had all these warriors get killed now. So come with me, head into the battlefield, just as you talk so big, put that into action and grab your weapons. So these two idiots, they didn't say anything at that point. They couldn't even look at Abdul Khan, who had at that point gave out the command and had his battle drums beat. The battle standards also went ahead and they flowed forward in great rage. Abdul Khan was enraged, taking with him his troops towards that area where the warriors of Guru Hargumun were standing at the ready in rage Holding their weapons, in front of them a great stack of Thoruk dead bodies, along with horses, wild dogs were there eating the bodies, along with jackals. The ghosts and spirits were burping from all the blood and guts they were enjoying. It was around evening time now, the time of Shiva Rudra, who was roaming around too, along with his gun, garn- his attendees who were saluting him. They saw how glorious the battlefield looked, and they were in awe. The jackals, the ghosts, the crows were there in great droves, all the stacked up bodies and blood and guts was there. Bidichand chand and the other great Sikh warriors saw the Turks and one of them went to Guru Hargobind, telling him about the news. O oh, great king, look forward. The enemies are coming. They are in one formation. These are the only troops left. Everybody else is dead. Now a great battle will commence. Whatever forces left is flowing towards us. Their end will happen now in the battlefield and only you, the Divine Guru, will remain. Guru Hargobun heard this and said, their five generals have been killed. Two kids of the Nawab, Abdul Khan, they have been killed. Now they have no commander and Abdul Khan himself is coming hoping to achieve great victory. All the other Turks, the six, have killed them and those who remain are coming with Abdul Khan. It's time for me now to join in the battle against him. All of you guys should watch this and see his strength. I'm going to end this now. I'm going to end these Torks right here. They don't understand our glory. These arrogant people want to give their life. Slowly and slowly we will kill them all. My six will establish their kingdoms, those who are giving their life here at this time. But those who have no desire in their heart, when they die, they merge into the divine, the non-dual, the foundation of the world, Paramatma. And those who have a desire they will obtain kingdoms. They will protect the Hindu dharam in the world, and they'll follow along the path of Sikhi and cause others to follow along that path as well. At the end of their life, they'll merge with me, obtaining the highest status. Guru Hargaman said this, and then had his troops beat the battle drums. All the tenacious warriors ready themselves. For six hours, this battle had commenced. The Sikh warriors fighting during that time were now tired the exalted Guru Hargaman traveled forward, desiring to do courageous acts to kill the enemy commander, Abdul Khan. Both sides, both armies had their battle standards fluttering in the wind. The battle drums were beating. The warriors slowly got closer and closer together when the bullets started flying from both sides. The horses were roaming, speeding up. Some were shooting off their guns, others were looking at the enemy, yelling, challenging them. Six were just dropping the turks as they approached. They pressed more forward, they were encircled, and then the six would destroy them that way. The exalted true Guru picked up his vicious bow, he placed on and spun this thumb ring on his thumb, grabbing a large arrow while speeding up his heavy strong horse. Going here and there, he quickly headed towards the enemy. Where the enemy had gathered in large formations, with Abdul Khan greatly in grief, who was standing there because death itself had drawn him into the conflict, there the true guru let out his arrows. The sharp and vicious arrows could be seen hissing like a snake all along the way. It would penetrate the enemy's body like a snake going down into a snake hole. The arrow would go straight through that warrior and go into the next guy. Whether it was a horse or a soldier, it would go straight through anything. The bodies were hitting the ground, making a loud thud. The Turks saw this and were in great anger. They were yelling out, the arrows are hitting us from far. Why would these not kill us? So the Thoreks said this and then pressed forward, holding their rifles in great anger, hoping to close that distance. These rifles were cracking off, shooting all at once, letting it rain on the Guru's forces. When the bullets hit the six, it pissed them off. The forces then wanted to close the distance even more and they pressed forward. They also returned fire, the six did, letting off their guns with a great effort. They would then put more gunpowder down the barrel, pressing it down with their loading stick, putting two bullets down the barrel as well, reloading very quickly, and then would shoot out again in that direction towards the Turks. From both sides, a terrifying battle erupted. A tumultuous great clamor rose up. From the heavy, vicious bow of Guru Hargavan, many arrows flew out, piercing many warriors, horrifically. The pierced warriors quickly fell to the ground. Some warriors got pierced looking like kebabs, Then, when the warriors got close, they used their naked swords and struck down on each other with great strength like tigers. Many limbs were being cut as they were striking down at each other. Blood was flowing. Some pulled out their katar punch daggers, thrusting and stabbing the enemies. The horses were neighing out greatly, roaming around. Many were riding solo without any soldiers on top because they had died. Many other horses were injured on the ground. Both armies met and clashed, merging with each other. The floor was being wet and muddied. From all the blood and guts, thousands of warriors quickly fell from getting hit by weapons. And this is how chapter 40 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear how Abdul Khan side fares against the warriors of Guru Hargovan. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. (laughs) करण परंग आते तरीगा गज गज करे जावे गुरुवार के दिन साल के मन पावे नहा